everyone and welcome to episode six of the Sarah Rose podcast. I am joined today by the fabulous Owen from Country Munch. You might have heard of him. He is a food entrepreneur with a business of making food meals. That's how he started out and he has moved to being a TV chef and I'm buzzing to have him on. He's fantastic. Um, a real entrepreneur. He started very young and his story is really interesting. So Owen, do you want to say hi to the You're people? like a pro, like a pro. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a band-aid. You have to rip it yeah, off and yeah, just yeah, do yeah. it. I don't even plan it. I'm just like, whatever comes to me in the moment. No, it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I'm buzzing to be here. Oh, I'm delighted. So for everyone, um, me and Owen have known each other for years. Mm. We grew up together. He's in the town, one town away from mine. So I've had the privilege of seeing his journey start from the beginning and I feel like I've been a cheerleader from the start. <laughs> um, so, Owen, do you want to introduce yourself to people and tell them your story? Yeah, yeah. So, I think you kind of covered it all there anyway. My story is weird. I mean, I could do probably 20 different intros. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm from Palace Canary, uh, which is in West Limerick. I'm 25 years old. I'm a chemical and biochemical engineer. Right. Never worked a day in my life as a chemical and biochemical engineer. Yeah. Um, studied that when I was in college, left that, started cooking by myself, started a meal prep company out of my mother's kitchen, started a food blog on Instagram, and now that's my been my full-time job for the last five years. Like, I started this when I was 17, so yeah. I think I've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, you have been. On paper, I suppose, um, registered. I've been doing <laughs> this maybe, <laughs> if you're listening, you're um, maybe three or four years, but... Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. That's I suppose my my job and everything that I do is revolves around food. Yeah. Whether it's feeding people or teaching people how to feed themselves, there are usually two brackets that I fall into. Yeah. Uh, and it started with it started with teaching people how to feed themselves because that's why I was like posting recipes as a hobby. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't I I wasn't even the plan originally before that. Was this before Country Munch even was an idea? Yeah. yeah way before it was an idea. What oh, my geez. how I assumed my life would plan out. Right. Was I, would, I would play pro rugby <laughs> for the rest of my life. Right. So I, I that's why I didn't really care about um, going to college. Yeah. I was playing rugby in Gary Owen at a decent level and it was going pretty well. And I got offered a scholarship to Castle Troy in fifth year to play senior cup. So the Did ducks you? were. I didn't know that. Yeah. So everything was oh like the God. ducks were lined up and yeah. I was like. Lovely, perfect. So I was like, everything. Job done. Yeah, this is going to work out now. Like, yeah. Um, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll play senior cup. I go to whatever college. Surely the academy of Munster will, will pick me up at some stage. <laughs> Surely. Um, and that was it. Like, and and then the reason I went to UL was that my best friend and still very good friend to this day, Owen McSweeney, was doing chemical engineering. Yeah. I wanted to go to college with him. We both looked at each other. We were both good at chemistry and maths. We're like, man, we'll go to UL. We'll do chemical engineering. Simple. We googled a salary of a chemical engineer and it's really high it's <laughs> it's probably the highest of the engineerings yeah i was like man even better i was like we're gonna be minted <laughs> we're gonna be together in college because this is gonna be unreal went to college and then maybe after three days i was like oh this was a huge mistake oh um, geez, you knew early i You're swear to god i swear to god i remember on the very first day and it sounds ridiculous and like there's so many so many stories from this but John Mitchell, who is a MMA fighter, yeah. one of the best in Ireland, top ranked in Ireland. He's now over in Dubai fighting. Um, he he's very very like 
I would I would rank him as as one of the one of the best. Okay. He was a chemical engineer with me, um, so we were in college together. We met each other on day one. We went to a lecture on the first day, and we looked at each other. I was like, "This might not be for me," and he was like, "I don't know either, too, man." Stop. We both neither of us. He actually dropped out. I didn't. I finished my degree. Right. He went full time fighting. I went full time cooking, and thankfully, touch wood to this day, he's fighting to an incredibly high standard. And I'm cooking to a high standard, so <laughs> so it worked out well. Like I didn't, I didn't schedule this. I didn't, I didn't, I never sat down. and Was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Right, it was caught the bug. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I caught the bug and all. And like, I suppose to, it's a probably important thing to know that I've, I'd have a very addictive personality. Okay. So when I'm I get in, when I get into me. something, then like that's my life. Like the gym mm. was like that. That's why I competed in bodybuilding. I saw a bit of progress. Like, okay, like this is this is what I do now. Like, right. trained every day of the week, competed in bodybuilding, came second in Ireland in a teenage category. Yeah. Developed some terrible habits from that. I was and about was, to say bodybuilding is kind of a bit a, of a controversial. A very, yeah, it's a topic. dark industry, and I suppose I was only too young. I was blinded by it, um, right. and I speak to a lot of younger lads doing it, and I advise them not to do it <gasps> to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I. I struggle with my relationship with food for a very long time after that yeah um just because with that i became so obsessive of what i was eating it's very hard to go back to being normal after that i counted every calorie yeah i used to bring packed meals like i i gave up drink for that whole time so i didn't drink for like six months so if i was going on a night out i'd only bring my meals in the car and i'd leave and i'd have a meal and go back i was a it was i was a loser like <laughs> i i feel like girls can relate to what you're saying because girls most girls never have a healthy relationship with food so it, uh, to, to be honest with you they're going to be like same you know it's 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 an eating disorder but i it's probably and it in a general term it's disordered eating D- yeah yeah you know? yeah it's i didn't have a healthy relationship and i didn't for a very long time after that um just because you go from that world of and it's 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 strange because it's such a clear payoff in that, you know, I restrict what I eat. I train twice a day. I look better in the mirror. Easy. Repeat. For me, that was like, this is simple. Yeah. Because I was, I am disciplined. Right. And routined. You wouldn't be able to do it if you weren't. That's no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is the easiest job in the world. All I do is restrict this, be disciplined. And every single day, I look a little bit tighter. I have a, like, I had a fucking eight pack at the time. Yeah. Like, but it was after that then when the show is over and then it's like okay for the last seven months i haven't really had a life i haven't spent much time with my friends so i've lost a lot of connection with people yeah not that i lost friends but like i just wasn't present you, you, i didn't go on nights out yeah. Yeah. yeah i was different like and you know they were nearly they'd be weird around me yeah because yeah. they can't go for food i can't go for food with them i couldn't i couldn't go out for dinner yeah you're uh, not living your life no not you're at existing all. To i don't regret it because i learned a lot about myself in that absolutely will you push yourself to an extreme yeah yeah you'll always learn a lot absolutely about yeah and i got a big fucking trophy which is nice <laughs> <laughs> right above the man and i got needs. loads of photos of me ripped a bitch and that's totally that i was using forever yeah um yeah. but yeah it was after that then I you did that, yeah it was after that then um i transitioned and, and the food thing stuck with people because i thought the gym stuff would stick that was my plan was like okay i'll be a pt right i'll be a gym person like and that's what i'll do with gym instagram yeah and um and then i'd like post a recipe and a debt would like recipe would hit and people like oh how'd you cook that or what are the macros i'm like yeah xyz but 
here's me squat here's me deadlift and they're like nah 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 and then it's like no 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 what's it for lunch I'm like fuck I, I this and this yeah. and that's how it started I was like okay cool so there's probably a niche here for food I so at the time I just I just never it never just dawned on me that this, this could be a career Mad. ever like um, there was never a moment where I sat down well I suppose when, when Country Munch got to that level I kind of knew then I was like okay there's probably something here like you know yeah. I'm doing like I'm I'm busy I'm up at half four or five before mum and dad get up I cook all the meals clean the kitchen I would put them in the fridge or freezer I'd go to college I'd study all day come home deliver those meals and then I'd do that maybe twice a week and oh God, I love that. very different lives. I know. That's it. Like, I was a loser in college. I, I never not, had my college life. Like. I did not do that in <laughs> I often say that, like, I, it was only, it's only in the last maybe three or four years I've getting my college years back. Because I missed yeah. all, I didn't go on a J1. Yeah. We didn't, I think we, we didn't do a six-year holiday. I worked every summer, like, and even when I was in college, I worked an awful lot. First year, I had fun. Uh, and then the, maybe the three later years, I was self-employed always. Well, your first year you were you were cutting and you were doing the bodybuilding, but that's actually a question I did want to ask you because mm. obviously, like you know, you and your friends, but I'm Jay friends with like me and my friends, yeah. and like I just always wondered what was it like making big sacrifices at such a young, important age where freedom is valued so highly. Yeah, in your opinion, was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I put like hindsight's hindsight's great to look back yeah. and say, of course, it was worth it because I get to do what I love to do now. Um, at the time, at was the time, it, was it very difficult to watch us off, have a crack in like your home up at four, yeah, the meals. You know, you're like twenty one, but you might feel thirty one. I I do think I matured much faster mm-hmm. in those in those years because I had to, um, yeah. and yeah, if I was to I suppose look back and where where was my mindset back then? Do you know what I think a big thing was that yeah. I knew that I wouldn't be happy as an engineer. That, fi- that put, lit a fire underneath Yeah, then. and I was like, okay, if I don't figure this out now, and and it was when I got the idea that I could do the food stuff, hmm. and then I was like, okay, like, I have a small opportunity here that I really enjoy the food stuff, and if I don't give that a go now, I could be stuck working as a chemical engineer in a factory with, you know, miserable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even you know it, it comes back. It comes back to that obsessive nature of even because even I suppose when when we were like he would have been in our house an awful lot in college, yeah. um, and I don't think I was I had the food business back then, but I was doing I was really heavy in the gym, but th- I, that's just where my priorities were at the time, mm. and I don't I don't know why why or what that is, but I I think just because of that's the way that I am, yeah. when I get kind of stuck into something, that was just it. Uh, and it probably comes from a point of selfishness where I was kind of selfish to other people because I was self-centered in that, you know, bodybuilding is a very individualized sport. I was training to Extreme. look better yeah. and, and, and it's very narcissistic. Yeah. Now, I don't think my, my obsession came from a point of narcissism, but it is anyway, regardless. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm forcing my buttocks yeah. to look better naked yeah which is yeah. A, a crazy sport I, and do you know what the funny thing is i always think about i don't know is it a man thing where they think that oh the more ripped i am the more girls would think this is attractive i'm like girls don't really care like that's tell me that when i was in fucking first year <laughs> <laughs> well maybe girls would be like no i care like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no you're right you're right you're right i've learned that in later years yeah 
where do you think your drive comes from? Because you do have quite an intense drive. Mm. And I mean intense in a positive way. And the fact, like you said, you once you have a goal, you're kind of like a dog with a bone. Yeah. Um, where do you think that comes from? Did you always have it? Sport, I think sport's a big thing. Um, and probably coming from a farming background, I always equate those two things, always. Farming in particular, like my father is probably the hardest worker that I know. Right. Um, so I grew up with that. Yeah. He, you know, we're from a farm past. Kennedy's a part-time farmer. We used to be dairy, so we used to milk cows morning and evening. Right. So he'd be up, milk the cows. We'd be there around with him, not as a four-year-old. I wasn't much help to yeah. him. But you grew up in that ecosystem, like, and we're all very given roles. And your mother, too, because it's hard being the wife of a farmer. Absolutely. So like, she deserves more praise than yeah. he does because she raised five kids in all of this. Oh, Jesus. Um, and working herself, I'm sure. Yeah. So like like you're brought up in that in that ecosystem, in that world of. Yeah. There and, is no I mean, laziness. My parents were fantastic. Like, they kind yeah. of, you know, they made us work and, and we always had summer jobs and, you know, we weren't pampered, not in a bad way, like, but, you know, we were made, we earned, yeah. we earned what we had. Um, I think that's admirable. Absolutely. When I have kids, I'm like 100% there will be doing something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told a story actually last weekend. Um, and I, we were talking about it, was actually it was similar to this. It was like making your kids do stuff for themselves. Yeah. I was talking absolutely. to another woman who has kids. And she was saying, like, you know, they make their son go into the shop and get his own stuff or, or go. And she, she had a daughter too, and she made her daughter book her own NCT or something like that. Yeah. But I remember when I was starting rugby, first ever day, I, right. I actually started with Old Crescent and my mother dropped me in. I must have been maybe eight, nine, ten. Right. And she wouldn't bring me up to the coaches. So she pulled up to the side of it. She goes, you have to go up and introduce yourself. And yeah. they were already out there training. She was like, you have to go up and say like, this is who I am. Yeah. Can I play with your team? I remember yeah. I was crying. I cried in the car. I was <laughs> yeah. like, man, please. I was like, please just come up with me. She's yeah. like, no. I was like, you have to just yourself like and probably in hindsight like it might have been a case of like she she didn't want the players seeing me and my mother walking up asking you know can my son play with you yeah it was like go up there yourself now ask them can you play blah 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 it, i remember i was sick it's to my love. stomach like it's yeah. tough love yeah but it was the I best thing she ever could have done too. yeah because i went up and it was like literally a small fat little eight-year-old was like can i play <laughs> with your team like, yeah go on work away there yeah and I, was, I never looked back after that then yeah but that was you know that's again that breeds that that breeds that kind of style yeah it does um, I, I, my, my parents are like American that's very much mm. how I was raised as well like yeah. do it yourself oh well do it yourself like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, never yeah. handheld through yeah those things. so I mean there's, I suppose if you were to dissect it there's loads of fact, sport where all my brothers are involved in sport yeah. I have three older brothers too which I think is a big thing yeah oh. so <laughs> you know you're trying to impress them you're trying yeah. to big up to them um, you know they're like three role models so you know you're as the I was the baby for a long time now I have a younger sister now but for a long time I was the the rot of the family yeah so you're trying to Point impress them and you're trying to, yeah exactly the point yeah. like for a lot of years um, and we all would have been heavily involved in sport uh, and I, I do think my rugby days gave me so much like discipline and Absolutely. I would have been captain of the most of, a lot of those teams so I would have been made give speeches before games give speeches when we won trophies yeah that's all it all involves a public speaking well it's interesting that most people might only have that extreme level from one regard like sport mm. but you had it from both so you might have had those schools during the week trainings in the evenings but then on a like saturday morning sunday morning where some people are sleeping in you're up with your father then mm. the weekend do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. and maybe before school and stuff when things were needed and what i admire a lot because i never grew up kind of like i played sports as 14 and like almost every grade mm -hmm. give it up then 
um what i envy about people who keep sport on and something i'd be make, making sure my children do something is what i find is people with sport have great t- better time management easier okay. or and they plan their schedules better so they'll know you know monday wednesday friday i from six o'clock on or five o'clock on i'm in training by the time i go home and eat it's bedtime mm-hmm. so i have one hour to get or two hours hour and a half to get my homework done otherwise yeah. i'm fed and they will have to get it done that time yeah yeah, so yeah. can some people mightn't just do it but the people who have a bit of cop on will learn how to be very productive with their time absolutely yeah, versus I mean, look no further me than keen and the lads do, yeah you look at their 100%, schedules yeah 100 i see that even with the, with the lads yeah um who also play in the same team as, as keen like they have to be routines yeah because so much of their time is taken up by sport if they yeah. don't they get nothing else done but it's a blessing because like you know i something that take me like two hours to take me a half an hour or like if it's yeah. a skill i've had to develop you know he'd be done in half an hour yeah <laughs> i'm losing so much time here like, yeah yeah a hundred percent but uh, what would drive you like do you feel is there something internal that drives you do you know are you are you driven by the person you want to be are you driven by things you want to have not necessarily what you are now i reckon it, i in the early days i would imagine because i and i do i do i don't credit it because it wasn't a good thing but the fact that i was overweight for so much of my younger years right it probably was this need and urge to not successful is the wrong word like but recognize yeah probably recognition because yeah. you, i wouldn't have missed not that i wouldn't have got that it sounds very sad that i wouldn't have got that from younger i was always i always had loads of friends yeah and it was never, you know, I, I was. You ne- want your esteem. I was never bullied to a degree, but yeah, like that. I mean, it's it's in hindsight, you maybe you look at all those years and you you. It's only now we're like, okay, now I'm getting a bit of attention and yeah. recognition and popularity, and that's yeah. like an addictive thing in itself. Yeah, and that feeds the addictive thing is like, okay, this ego. is cool. <laughs> and that's when you, you need friends like too, me, like friends <laughs> like mine, didn't be like, hi, down a peg now, buddy. Yeah, which yeah. is great, you know, and I've I've a really good circle. Yeah. And I'd like to think, you know, that I never, I, I never got caught up with that kind of stuff. Or I've always stayed fairly grounded. I think anyway. Um, uh, and yeah, no, I, I don't think any external forces would drive me to the degree of like I want a nice car, I want a house, yeah. or no. Always for me, it was just like purpose and and en- enjoyment. That was yeah. a huge thing for me. It was like I, I really enjoy my job, so I really want to keep doing this. what's the most common advice you get asked by people and what's your answer people are sliding into your dms wanting what did you do on how did you do it? <laughs> um yeah i suppose owning a startup and thankfully having it gone well that's a really common one is 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 you know like how did you start and and where and how do you start a business probably is is, is a really common one to get or yeah. these people will, will come with an idea and don't know what to do um and there's no blueprint unfortunately yeah and that's why I usually have to break it to everyone. It's like I can't. There's nothing I can say that's going to be crystal clear for you. But all yeah. I all I can kind of say is that like I was really crystal clear that that's, this brought me a lot of fulfillment, and I really enjoyed it. And it was a clear purpose for me, and I was really passionate about it. And you could see that, like I mean, and and I I probably had to be told that before I could see it myself, because I was just in this world of like I work, my business grows a bit, I work more it grows a bit more and then people were like oh like you're really really you're really good at this and you seem to be really passionate about it i was like oh yeah no i actually am yeah i, I really yeah. like it yeah um and i was doing a lot of public speaking and then i did i started doing cooking demos 
I remember being at one of your cooking cook down away, on yeah. the beach in Ballymunia. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. That was I really like that early was one days. of your first ones. Yeah, 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 it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a mental one. It was on a beach. Yeah, sand blowing everywhere. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we were having like a fitness day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were yeah, all like yeah. out for months <laughs> on the side. Always showing us how to make a stir fry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, w- that would be one of the probably the main ones is, is advice on, on where to start. And the only advice I give is make to start. It doesn't matter how you do it or when you do it, but sooner is better. Like I, I heard a quote during the week, it's like the best time to, to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Yes. You know, so yeah. the sooner oh. you start, the better, because then you'll know if it's for you or not. You'll know if it'll work or not, because you can plan and you can write up business plans and blueprints and templates all your life. Yes. But if you don't start, uh, you might as well burn them in yeah, the fire. Exactly. Like. Yeah, exactly. I know in a way you kind of fell into it. Um, and what's interesting, I suppose, is especially because you said you came from a place of kind of feeling overweight and then you got into bodybuilding, which was no one had ever done. Mm. And then you started posting recipes, which nobody was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's going back to 2014 and 15. This is like people only really just started getting into instagram first year we were in college it was kind of there in sixth year but it was like first year of college it took off this is at the beginning of instagram when we were still like figuring out what influencers were um and you know two years later this was a defined market but it wasn't then these are all new scary things and remembering we're at that age where it was still quite people didn't want to stand out and influencer was very much a dirty word not that i would have called you an influencer back then but did you have any fear about putting yourself out there online? Because I'm thinking about the people who might be in your DMs now. Yeah. How um, did they overcome that fear? How did you overcome that fear of being different? Yeah. I didn't, and I, 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 we've even spoken about this before, like, I yeah. didn't have that fear. I suppose, obviously, you, you're ner- there's, I think there's a difference between being genuinely afraid of judgment yeah. and just being nervous. Oh, yeah. Nerves are healthy. Nerves are fine. I yeah. mean, if I wasn't nervous, you'd be a sociopath. Yeah. Um. But I never feared it because it it was a clear it was nece- it was um, necessary. Yeah. So in my eyes back then, th- I have to do this if I want to be able to do what I enjoy doing. Absolutely. And always, I always come back to like I was in this two tiered prong of on the left hand side is chemical engineering, working in a pharmaceutical on a salary at a desk with Excel sheets. Yeah. And I can't talk to people. And yeah. I can't be myself. And I did work experiences and I hated them. Yeah. And that were the best things I ever did. Because then I knew I could be like, okay, I know exactly how that feels. Yeah. And I don't like it. Uh, and I'm not good at it. Yeah. I was a shit engineer because I didn't care. Um, and then on the right hand side then is this startup that I don't really know what it is. I've made a little bit of money off it. Not curious. enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I really enjoy it. Right. And I was working probably 18 hours a day in the right hand prong enjoying and loving every hour or yeah. study for two hours in engineering and it was soul destroying <laughs> so i was like okay <laughs> easy choice this is really clear to me like that I, I probably do really prefer that and if i need to do that and if i look at who's doing it really well and at the time it might have been the likes of like jamie oliver or don scheme were big tv yeah. chefs i was like okay they all started on youtube so i, I have to do it I yeah like, i have no choice and it's a I've 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 found myself say that an awful lot, even in recent times. That back then, no one's on YouTube. 
And I remember thinking, I'm going to have to do it at some stage. Yeah. I'm not ready yet, but I know I'm going to have to do it. Absolutely. I remember with Instagram, I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to have to talk in my stories at some stage. Yeah. I wasn't ready at the time, but I eventually did. Yeah. We only recently, I sat down with our, one of our um, content people. And I was like, we're going to have to start really doubling down on TikTok. And we yeah. haven't really done it yet. Oh, you're going to have to. But you Absolutely, can clip yeah. this sound now. And I would be very confident in two or three years time we'll have a huge TikTok presence because we can see the trends. And and for me, again, and maybe that's an engineering mind frame in that it's logistical to a degree. I see, I know what's happening. I'm seeing who's doing it. They leave a blueprint. My YouTube channel is my blueprint. If anyone ever asks, how did you do how you do? I tell them, go back and watch my YouTube. I documented everything. I showed everything that I did, every event, every business plan it's all there yeah. now there's five years worth of videos which is the bad part <laughs> you know they can they can so it's up to yourself yeah. if you want to do but you know there is a blueprint there yeah so it the, to to go back and to answer that question it's that you know le- being logistical and being you know having that purpose of being like, okay this is going to be nerve-wracking and i'm going to be putting myself out there and i've been transparent on social media since I was 17 but I know for a fact I'm gonna have to do this if I want to do what I want to do yeah and I was right thankfully I was I was actually recently reading about about this subject area and it was about kind of going after your dreams Mm. and your purposes and you know x y and z and it was saying that whatever you want to do think about the worst possible outcome yeah and if you can live with that yeah i often do that yeah that's and and, and it's true or if i'm trying to calm someone down like it's always like okay what's the worst case scenario here like and and i i think when it comes after like for you when you talk about the worst possible possible scenario it's on at 50 like you know after spending 20 years in a job he hates Mm. miserable and you're like absolutely not i will talk on my story all day every day i will do it gets very easy after that very yeah. easy it, when you when you re- I, I think that is important is um it's something i would have done in my life as well yeah. S- stretch your eyes to, not that you have to have your life planned out because lord knows we don't know what we're going to be doing next year to a degree but um think where don't i want to be mm. and how do people who are in that position get there okay what do i need to yeah. avoid to becoming that person and and like that is a lower tier level of like manifestation yes and i never realized that i manifested but I did. I, I, that's all I've been doing for the yeah. last few years, because I'd be writing stuff out and I'd be like, okay, they're they're doing this. How? Did, okay, they're doing that. So that be, okay, I probably, I need to do this. Yeah. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this in, in a journal. Um, and I'd have loads of journals and I was writing down. And it's only now like, okay, like I was I was manifesting. I was writing yeah. down what I wanted to be. I was writing down things that I didn't want to do. Yes. And it's just like this constant ecosystem that I lived in. It was like there's no other option like this yeah. this is it like we're all in yeah and if if it fails then so be it yeah but you know so long as i know that i i was committed to it then i'm, I'm more than happy to fail right we, we did this massive um massive uh, christmas event too jesus actually two years it's a is it fucking <laughs> it's very close to this day two years ago i'd say oh maybe God. three now because of the corona um but we sold out the clayton hotel for a christmas cooking demo <gasps> first one i ever did who country munch my own, i suppose on sheehan yeah yeah just by yourself yeah yeah it was, it was, it was oh a night God. with on sheehan that's what it was called yeah and we sold 150 tickets 
It was the first event I ever did by myself. Oh my god! Um, That's mad. But it was only, and I, I think that went well because we had done demos before through like corporates or true companies. This is the first one I ever did. I was like, listen, this is my event. My name's on the yeah, banner. Yeah, I'm selling tickets. Blah blah yeah. blah. Um, but it was only in doing the you know hundred other demos prior to that I knew that like people at the back won't be able to see me. So we need to have a TV at the back that streams my hands. Right. And I need to be able to walk. And when I'm cooking, I need to have my pan with me holding it so people can smell it at the back. There was so much detail in that. And it yeah. went really well. But it's because I have done two years of primarily free demos. I did probably about 100 free events. Yeah. And I just learned so much about my craft, what I was good at, what I was bad at, and then how to like give a good experience. What? has been your biggest struggle and what has it taught you um there's been loads of struggles i mean it's it hasn't been all rosy and fucking rainbows um it's it's all been a struggle jesus just probably two um in that like getting on well fairly quickly isn't always a really good thing like because you know, I built up a lot of steam very early on in college for a number of reasons. I was young. Um, I was from West Limerick in the, in the fact that, like, not much is happening in around that That's world. True. So when there's that a fella talking to his camera from Palace Kenry selling food, people talk. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. And that brings publicity. That brings eyeballs. Then you get more media attention. And then that goes to your business. And your business grows. Regardless, your business is going to grow with, with publicity. Um, so I I got off to a really good start straight away. Now, right. I worked worked my bollocks off. And I did, no ev- I did every event. I did every podcast. I did every interview. I, I And I didn't get paid a cent for any of it. Yeah. If I got a sniff of work, I took it. Yeah. For years. Um, but it went well, thankfully. And I was like 18. And then I was branded as this, you know, young entrepreneur. I won awards. Um, I represented our county at, at events as a young entrepreneur. Loads of different things. So then I'm pedestaled as a successful young entrepreneur, which is wrong to a degree. It's a burden. It's it is and it isn't because I wasn't this. People, I swear to God, I would meet people and be like, "Are you? You must be a multimillionaire." I'm oh, like, "Man, stop. are you having a laugh?" I'm 17. Wow. I was like, "Man, I don't have two pennies to scratch my name." Yeah, but because they they hear me on radio or they see they this image, yeah, that he owns a business, he must be minted. Yeah, um, so you're putting the pedestal like that, and there's this assumption then, and then I nearly have to live up to that then to a certain degree. Yeah, on you know online, um, and I'm not. I, I was looking to agree, but I know a lot of people fall into that bracket where they become that person. Then, like, shadow, yeah, and you see, it, listen, you around. see, it, you see it on Instagram every single day of yeah bloggers or influencers or people some of them are broke you have to be, you have to be I, majority a, of them. a yeah, business yeah, yeah, yeah. behind your page in absolutely order to make the money. and that's what I never liked I never liked this mirage of, it is a little bit of a mirage of Instagram yeah. you know and I, I like to think that it's been transparent to a degree um, but there was a point in granted where I was kind of chasing this and and we're getting work and we're getting contracts and I'm getting big deals yeah and I'm like, this is this is great. Like, I was like, I'm not even having to do much marketing here. People are coming to me now because they think that I'm this young buck entrepreneur, yeah. which I was to a degree. I had a business, all good. 
um, wasn't massively financially profitable for a very long time. Um, yeah. which it's a tough industry. Anyway. Absolutely, margins are very tight anyway, yeah. regardless. Yeah, you know, we were breaking even, and I was able to survive. That was and, enough. And, yeah, absolutely. That's all I cared about. But obviously, then people see that, and you get more business. Blah blah blah. Um, and we got offered this massive contract in, and this came in twenty. It was the year. It was the year I graduated, so twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um. Now I my fault. I I went for it. I talked a big game. Gifted a gab, won them over. I knew the fella in there. Spoke with him. Yeah. He, he was happy. He said he'd tee like tee me up for it. So we got it anyway. We got this contract, and not to give or for some disclosure on it, um, it was this massive food production company. We were producing food for them. They would repurpose it. Yeah. And they they dis- distribute it nationwide on a huge huge scale, um, a hundred x times what what we do. Yeah. So then like. I'm in my early 20s. I come home. <laughs> Buzzing. I'm like, I'm after winning this contract. Yeah. These are the numbers. I was like, now we're making money. In my head now, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, now I'm what people are talking about. Yeah. Now I'm this, this six-figure boom in business. Yeah. I haven't even, we haven't even gone to work yet. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm made I'm just it. sitting in my Peugeot 206 outside yeah. the meeting. Um. I remember I cried. I remember I cried happiness after that, um, for a long time. Yeah. So that was it. I was like, "Okay, mint. Here we go." I was like, "This is gonna be. This is it now." Like, and and even the then I was like forecasting my life. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, grand. Like when I'm 25, like yeah, I'll have this, I'll have that. Yeah. Probably then I can, you know, retire at 30. Close up shop at 30 <laughs> and pursue a life in sport, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's just not how it panned out. Like it was, it was just. I remember, like, I had to employ eight people over the space of, like, a week. Oh, God. Um, we did a few production days of it. It was a nightmare. It just wasn't our business, like. Yeah. You know, I had set up a, a ready-made meal prep company. We produced dinners. We chilled them down. We sell them. This was completely different food. This um, wholesale. Wholesale. Yeah, yeah. Two, like, two kilo buckets. Yeah. Not the food that we're doing. We needed to buy. We had. I had to literally go out buy bigger pots, buy bigger pens, buy blenders. We had to buy like buckets. Oh, it was just madness. Like, oh my God. if anyone could have seen, and then like, there's a level of embarrassment on my level then, because I'm supposed to. I've won this contract, so yeah. I, I need to show a face here. You made. You put your word and your yeah. stake on the line. And I'm running around like a lunatic trying to find utensils to cook this food. Yeah. So grand, we get into this and we're doing it for a few weeks. And it's just proven to be an awful lot. Now we're getting it done. Um, By the skin of your teeth. Skin of our teeth. And then, like, that was my business degree. We did a week of it. And then I was like, cool. Now we get paid shortly for a week. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We, we, we do a 60 day payment policy. So yeah. you'll be paid in 60 days. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We have no money in the bank. So you yeah. need to pay us something now, or I can't deliver food tomorrow. So then there's this huge debacle. And all of that is is damaging my ego with them, or or I suppose yeah. my reputation is a better word. And bear in mind, how old were you? Twenty one, maybe twenty two. Twenty one to be having these conversations with these big businessmen in suits, mm. trying to negotiate, telling them I am broke. I remember I sat in a meeting with them. That's that's yeah, um, unbelievable burden for twenty one. There was me and two other lads that were involved at the time. We were all in our tw- early twenties, and we came. They sat down. And they kind of laughed. They're like. These are year the the future young millionaires of Limerick. So, 
and I was like, "What?" I was like, "We're we're fucking in way too deep here." Yeah. Um. Start sweating there. I was like, like, "Oh dear God!" Oh. I'm like, "I'm in this suit that doesn't even fit me." Yeah. I think I borrowed my father's tie. Yeah. <laughs> and um. Anyway, back to back to we're doing the production. It's not really working. It's yeah. working, but it's because I'm having to do all of the hours. Like so. Yeah. And God bless the lads that I got in to do those to to work with me for that both period of months. We have a shift started like seven to two, four right. lads. Was this during summer? Um, no, it was during. Oh, was it? It might have been. I was thinking. I was like, oh my god, before college. I was like, how did you go? It must have been. Maybe it was. I'm not too sure. Okay. Um, no, no, sure it, it, was, exam time anyway, it was. It was during college. It was during college because some of the lads I remember were in college too. Um. So we were kind of jogging around college shift hours too, but and I was in college. Yeah. Um. So seven to two would be the first shift. Then they'd go home, and then another shift would come in from two to I think six or seven, maybe eight. Um. So we get maybe seventy seventy percent of the work done. Yeah. And then there'd be thirty percent left to do. Everyone has to go home now, which is weird for me because I I've never had working hours self employed. Yeah. I work until the job is done. Yeah. Some days that's two hours worth of work. Yeah. They're great days. <laughs> Other days, days it's, it's sixteen like, hours, yeah. and you know you, you take them, you take the good with the bad, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And those days it was the bad. Yeah. Eight o'clock came, everyone goes home. I still have probably five hours work, work worth left to do. Yeah. Um. So grand, I stay on. I finish the prep. I box seal everything up. I label it. I wrap it. Put it in the fridge. It's two o'clock. Maybe half two. I drive home. I sleep for a few hours. You, how do you even sleep? You must have lied in bed and just be thinking, did I turn the cooker off? Oh, that was it. I was That's no sleep. In After a few weeks, I was in a constant state of anxiety and stress. Yeah. Always. I never, never didn't feel stress. Yeah. I forgot what I forgot how normal felt. Yeah. I was withered. I stopped training, which yeah. was so... For me to be trying nearly competitive rugby, then nearly competitive bodybuilding, to stop training. I yeah. didn't exercise. Yeah. I just worked and I sleep for maybe a few hours. I'll be back in for six, okay. see that delivery go, start to shift again with seven, do that again. I just, that, that was my life. Did you um, have anything go, like, go wrong? So many. Yeah. So many. Because the margins are that tight. But that One was missing thing. carrot would that throw was you thing. off. Like. We'd, we'd, we'd do a shift. I'd wake up to a phone call. I, like The phone call would wake me. Anxiety immediately. It's the, it's the, it's them they're saying listen we're missing 20 boxes okay cool grand i'll be in there in half an hour I'll, I'll figure it out yeah um another morning listen we found um eggshell in this okay grand um i'll be in 20 minutes i'll figure it out yeah that was my life like every phone call i got was bad oh. and then when my phone rang i'd get anxiety so i had the triggers then yeah um and that went down for maybe six weeks and there was nights where i slept in the kitchen there was nights where you know we had big orders and to be fair it, it makes the company out sound out to be bad guys and they weren't no they were actually you know giving this young the market shifted at the time yeah and their business nearly doubled yeah they got this I, I i don't i don't remember what it was but they either got a new contract or something changed for them and i remember they nearly rang nearly apologetic they were like listen things have changed for us when we now need double of what we were getting forget about it so now I was like, okay, this is going to be really, really tough. But also, double that means double money. So I'm like, okay. Did you take it on? Were you oh like, yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's was it. You? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that was that. And this you were was already it. at your wits' I was end. in it. I was in it. This is the double time, because the first time, the first few weeks were okay. We were, we were, it wouldn't have lasted. Yeah. But it was doable. It was a yeah. tough job. 
Right. Then it doubled, and then I was like, then it was no life. Yeah, it was an impossible. So I, I think we did it for seven or eight weeks. I feel like, like it felt like three years to me, but I reckon it was probably three months, two or three right. months. Um, and it was it never went well. Yeah. To a degree, we yeah. got through it. Um, it was up and down. I was deteriorating rapidly. I wasn't speaking to many yeah. people. My family had seen me that much. My poor mother was worried sick. Yeah. Um, I was always stressed, always had anxiety. I never identified that, to be honest, looking back now. I, I never, I never realized. You were just coping. Yeah. Well, you were very single-sighted. You were a tunnel vision. Oh, to the ninth degree. Thinking about that would have yeah. distracted you from getting the job done. You, you didn't have capacity to think about and it. And it was just you were surviving. always demoralizing. Yeah. We'd do this work. I look at the bank account. There'd be nothing there to show for it. Yeah. Because the cost to do it, the margin, and I remember, like, they, they saw sandwiches, and I think they made, is it two cent or seven cent profit on a sandwich? So that was their margin. Yeah, your margin was so like one or it two. Was it was literally, it was pennies. Yeah. But it was such high volume. Yeah. So, granted, they might make 10 cents on a sandwich, but they do a million sandwiches. Yeah. So then we were trying to chase that too. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference, I suppose, our business part that was lower volume high margin yeah whereas this was minuscule margin uh, but high volume and and then it ended it ended in <laughs> in, <laughs> in flames <laughs> i woke up do you know i woke up now it would have been in your not your house but your friend's house yeah after graduation on their couch yeah and it was the one night it took off and i was forced to take it off there like you're graduating from college yeah you've done four years you've built this business take the night off i was like i will we yeah. didn't we didn't have work next day i was like perfect we went out that night we went back to milford i woke up on a sofa i woke up to a phone call i was oh, like okay no. interesting uh i was like listen things coming up we need a delivery today i was like no can do man i was like i was hung over now as well like. yeah and they were like um listen we need it you know no questions i was like cool i'll figure it out that was my thing for years like i'll yeah. figure it out i still to this day yeah. If I'm in crisis, like, oh yeah, I'll figure it out. No worries. <laughs> and then I go cry in my car for a while. <laughs> so I left. I, I remember yeah. I ran out of that house. Yeah. Got in the car, rang the lads like, "Listen, meet me in the kitchen." And they're like, "No, no, no. Like you're not working today." I was like, "No, stop now. Meet me in the kitchen." So I was there first, and I just I broke down crying. I'm by myself now. Oh god. Uh, and I and I didn't know why. That was the funniest thing. Like I yeah. was just tears, and I was so exhausted. That's what it was. Yeah. And probably the drinking night before exacerbated that. Absolutely. It had so, you raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just, I was exhausted. I was bawling, crying. And then the boys came in like, Jesus Christ, what's, what's going on? Yeah. I was like, I'm not too sure. I was like, I don't know. I was like, just You're forget what's going on here. Yeah, I was having an emotional breakdown. And I had it for, I was a 20, 20 hour maybe emotional breakdown. I, was, I cried for 20 hours. Oh my God. Um, to a degree, like I was just, I was, I was upset for 20 hours. I don't know if I have enough water in my eyes to do that, but <laughs> but that it day it wasn't coming from your eyes; it was coming from like your. It soul. was everywhere. <laughs> it was it was pent up for yeah. six months, um, but we still did it that day. I went. I we did the shopping. I got the stock. We came back. I cooked all day. I still cried all day. And people were coming in. It was like tears are dropping. I could hear the lads like, like, is he, is he all right? He's like, yeah, don't don't talk, don't talk to him. Oh, and I was like, just keep working, keep working. Yeah. Um, and then after that, then. We did that, and then I went into the. I got a call, I think maybe two days later from yeah. that company, being like, "Listen, another issue has come up." I was like, "Okay, I think it was, it was enough, enough." 
Yeah. I go, listen, I, I, I need to come in and see. I remember I came in and it was my friend in there. Like he was yeah. he, the fellow who got me the job. And yeah. I remember he came to me because listen, like he was like, I know this is, I know this is tough on you. Like he was like, let me help you. Yeah. And I was like, listen, no, I, was, I can't do this. Like I was like, I'm, I'm going to be hospitalized soon. Right. I lost, I, I, I lost all muscle mass. I was, I was, I looked like a so skeleton. Like <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. All my work was for nothing. Um. Yeah. I was like disheveled. I was stressed. I was riddled with anxiety. I was having panic attacks. Yeah. I, I said this to him. I was like, "Listen, I was like, I mean, pay you for saying that to him, like." Yeah, I had to. I had yeah. to, and I remember, and it was like, it's a low point now, like. But I remember sitting on the tables in the kitchen, and it must have been like half two at night, and it was me and the two other lads, and I remember saying like, "I'm in too deep, like I can't get out of this." Yeah. And they were like, man, like relax, like it was not that bad. Like I, 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 and I remember that was my mindset for so long. Yeah. I was like, I'm in, I'm in too deep. Like yeah. I owe so much money to producers. We're owed money here. I owe money to these people. I need to pay all my staff. Yeah. I've committed to this. My brand is on the line. My reputation's on the line. Yeah. In my eyes, like this was, this was it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't fuck this up. Like. Yeah. Uh, now in hindsight like if and if i was to have that conversation with someone like i'd be like man relax like next week people are going to forget about this yeah but you have to go through that yourself yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that everyone every mistake you made seared another like cross on your heart mm. you know kind of a way but that was it i, I at, the, at that young age too like and so i suppose having built worked like a dog for four years to build it and seeing it fall i was watching my business yeah go burn. like yeah yeah and it, it would have gone i i to this day like if i didn't pull out that that would have ended it um and that was it we went in we we exited there was an exit strategy the yeah. quantities decreased every week for maybe four weeks were they Got, understanding it, they were okay they, nice. i think they had to be yeah because there was no excuse like yeah. i was like i can't do this i'm having panic attacks every day and i'm going to be in hospital pretty soon they did they did switch it up on you so yeah yeah i know they were they were lovely yeah. and they were i mean it was my fault i didn't i didn't tell them whenever they called i it was the own sheehan show yeah i was like all is good we'll sort that out the day he rang me after graduation he was like we need it i goes yeah cool i'll sort that no worries yeah i'll figure it out that's a that's that's a lesson you have to learn the hard way yeah yeah Being i couldn't say no honest I couldn't say no back then yeah but sure it'd be very hard you don't want to let anyone down you're not mature yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're not mature enough to realize mm. to realize the word no and in a way you're anxious desperate is is might be the wrong word but you're like i don't want to let anyone down you kind of are in that school mindset of i'm gonna get an a i'm gonna impress you yeah you know do you know what i mean that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah it feeds into that um so we got out of that but like that damaged my ego and confidence so much yeah after that i i remember i even like remember being in the kitchen and we were back onto my one chef my yeah. one true my love <laughs> ride or die Muffy, yeah my first <laughs> chef is still our chef and i remember we came in and he was like do you know have you worked today i was like i'm not sure man to be honest like i was like that contract's gone yeah so now we're going back to the ready-made meals yeah and I was like, there's no orders today. And I was like, just, okay, come show up tomorrow and we'll see. Yeah. And we did. And we got a few. And we did a bit of cooking. And yeah. next week, I like, obviously, I switched back to that marketing. And we got a few more meals in. And we just, like, brick by brick, built yeah. that back up again. But Should I remember looking at him. Hard. I remember looking at his eyes. I was like, I don't know if, if I have work for you. Right. And in my head, I was like, 
there's a good chance I'm going to let this fella go in a few days' time because there might be a business here. Yeah. And then, thanks be to God, it just, it, we got it back to our feet again. Up, yeah. Um, but it took me a long time to... The blessing in that business decision is that your personal contract with that company had no effect on your brand of Country Munch because that was separate. Yeah. And also, that contract was internal, whereas Country Munch is an external yes. business. Yeah. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah. So, thank God that people were like oh yeah geez oh yeah i'll just get on to him of you course yeah I mean? it didn't it didn't no it didn't affect that directly it would have indirectly affected because we couldn't fulfill orders oh yeah of course you know so we let a lot of customers down yeah so then it was for me to go back and knock on doors being like listen i'm back i'm really sorry <laughs> yeah i fucked up there a while ago yeah but it's all good yeah uh, and i had to do that i had to i had to text people and yeah. be like listen uh i was in a really bad place we took on something we shouldn't have taken on I nearly lost the business but we're back now and it's all we're doing so if you want to order you can if you don't it's all good and most and you know, a lot of them did and yeah. then you just you, you're you back to square one then you're back to 17 year old me talking to my camera yeah and it's like okay here we go again so give me a summary what are all, that? that's a hugely like beneficial and also traumatic experience it was one of the best things that ever happened to me but, yeah genuinely uh, yeah. Like, but like you learned in the space of whatever that went on for six months or however long it was you learned a lifetime of mm. lessons there. Yeah. First of all, personal lessons in regards to your mindset, your sense, ego, all those kind of things. Yeah. You're like, okay, now I need to be careful about when I say yes, when I say no, how I make promises, etc. And then also from a business point of view, mm-hmm. that was the wake up call you needed. So what are the like bullet points? I learned A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, I got a business degree in, in let's say three months worth of, of, worth of work. Yeah. But... Uh, the biggest learning lesson was know what you offer and know what your for me it's you know it's like what was our business it was this product and this product and you know focus on that and be the best at that and not you know chase the shiny object over here yes that could have brought in money and, and again businesses have to pivot at stages and there's a there's in an alternate universe that contract went really well for us yeah. And now that's our my full time job is yeah. massive food production. Yeah. But it's not. And no. thankfully it isn't. Yeah. Um so that was a big thing, it was like, you know, find what you're good at and focus on that and double down. Um because you know, my strengths were always public speaking, being on camera, the marketing and the sales. You know, yeah. being myself, living the brand yeah. that it is, you know, because uh, you know, there's no real false promotion there. It is what it is. Yeah. I always say if you want to buy the food, do if you don't, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, we have a market. The niche is there. Um, ego is one to a degree. I I do think you need ego in in, in business. Like you do need to have, be have tough skin. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. You need you need you that know, external persona. I, it wasn't wrong of me to talk up in big game there. No, and win that no, not at all, not at all. But you need to know. Your you need to know when to pull back. Yeah. And I didn't know what that felt like until it happened. Yes. So now. I know what I feel like when I'm stressed. Yes. And I know the onset, sta- the onset stages of burnout for me. Yes. And everyone's different than that. But only because I've burnt out, I now know that when I stop eating well and when I stop training. Warning signs. Warning signs. You're doing something you yeah, it's a red flag for me. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. I, I'm, I can't see it because I have this tunnel vision thing where if I'm in it, I'm in it. But yeah. now I have these cues where... I'm really I might be really inactive on social media. Yeah. Is the thing for me. Okay. If I'm really inactive it means I'm really busy. I'm too busy. 
yeah you know or i'm too focused on one thing or i'm not in a good headspace um because i should be active you know right. i should be on my side i should be posting but if i'm not then it means i'm pulled away from that if i'm not training or if i'm not looking after myself big red flag that was always yeah. my thing was you know was i suppose physical health is health to a degree um and then there's cues like there's loads i suppose physical cues then i'm like okay i'm stressed i look like shit yeah bags <laughs> under my eyes yeah my hair thin yeah all this kind of stuff like, I'm like yeah. okay i'm stressed like i'm 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 near burnout mad to go through an emotional breakdown at 21 22 but you know what it, i think it gave me a lot of a lot of empathy then for other other Absolutely. scenarios yeah. you know because i will be very empathetic and it's only because i know how it feels yeah and like it's really weird because i never would have studied any of this or anything but you know i talk to people who are going through a tough time and usually it's you know it's in well no actually it's that's a lie it's in all assets of or facets of, of life and maybe it's because people feel like they they can trust they can talk to you but usually it's it's in business terms or it's work related or stressed yeah and i know exactly how they feel yeah and like they tell me things and you know they say things like you know i'm in too deep i was like ah, ah. i goes, i said that before yeah i could show you my diary a written segment from me of yeah. where i know exactly where you how you feel yeah and if i showed them my journal they'd be like yeah no not that it's as if i'm writing it yeah so then i'm like listen i know how it is and he goes you're in a really deep dark hole now and you can't really see the light but i promise you that was a big thing i remember i said that to someone i was like i guarantee in two weeks time you know people won't even remember or especially like that was a big thing for me was that if i pull out of this business now your man in, in that business will never look at me the same way again or that business will always yes. have this perception or people have this perception that you know he's a failure he tried it it didn't work yes which is ridiculous a week later after we got a few orders i was buzzing again yeah and then two months later i was then known again as the young entrepreneur yeah with a booming business a year later we had doubled two years later i'd say we had maybe quadrupled we had won all these contracts i got a gig on tv and then like that boom it's interesting that you say that and I think you touched on something very good there because I think there are a lot of people who get stuck in that negative mm. hot loop that oh I'm ruined now yeah yeah and they never bounce back and they get stuck and then I suppose they would probably make a lot of very bad decisions yes yeah yeah from that mindset in that place so I think that's a that's a really great thing you just said there and it's it's comforting to know I think for anybody who is afraid of failure mm-hmm um, I mean, everyone to a degree is afraid of failure, but people who might be afraid to do what they want because what if, what if, what if, what of if? Of course, yeah, yeah. So it's nice to know that, yeah. that that doesn't have to be the reality. And, and it's easy, isn't it? It's easy to talk about it. But, you know, and, and I would imagine if someone taught me this when I was going through that, I would have told them to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, excuse me. And I'd, I'd nearly <laughs> expect that, like, you know? Yeah. But you just have to go through it, like, and it's just, you just have to remember that it could be worse like yeah it absolutely could be worse even i and i always say that like if it all left me tomorrow if yeah. i lost the business if i lost the tv stuff if i lost all the brand gigs if my instagram was deleted if all my social if social media ended tomorrow yeah like so be it i i i would still be confident that i'd figure it out in a different there, space flyers, yeah <laughs> it could be worse like yeah absolutely yeah. it could be worse For people who, well also for people who want to follow your footsteps, or I suppose anybody who wants to start a business, what's the worst mistake they could make 
and what should they be making a habit of? The worst mistake you can make would be to, I suppose, fall at the first hurdle uh, and give up too soon. That's, right. You know, which I think is in in and of itself is often a true tell of whether you're cut out for this. Yeah. Because if if I was to stop at the first hurdle, it would have been probably two months into starting business when I was seventeen years old, like yeah. being told no, or trying to, to go to a demo. I a very good example. Right. I've done demos where two people have shown up. Yeah. I've done I've done virtual demos recently where no one shows up. Maybe one, two people, that's it. Yeah. And that's really disheartening. Disheartening. Yeah. And it's it now it is and it isn't because I'm there as the guest. So yeah. it's it's not on me to sell tickets. Yeah. So you know, I I would make sure that would never happen if it was my show. Yeah. But like for example and, and in that context here is it's a corporate and I'm there as like a wellness week and yeah. one of the events is a cooking demo with Aunt Sheehan. Right. And there's been several where sixty sixty people sign up. Yeah. Ten people show up. Yeah. There's been ones where twenty show twenty people sign up, two people show up. Yeah. And then I'm sitting in my studio as this T V chef talking to two people on Zoom. And I'm like, this is this isn't great. Yeah. You know, this I I probably should be doing better here. Yeah. Um. Now, I mean, take that with a pinch of salt. In that, I I I can't do much there. No, I as someone who is formerly with a company in sports and social. Yeah. Um, on the other side of that, like people always sign up and never go because sometimes those are on. Of course. Yeah. 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 Like, and, yeah exactly. And so and I suppose I'm hurdles. aware of that. Yeah. And and and, and it never discouraged me. Good. Um, Good. Because I get paid it regardless, you know. Unfortunately, for those people, and there as a as a fee, yeah. so I'm cooking whether you come or not. <laughs> and a lot of it is students, yeah. and you try and tell students to come to a demo on a Thursday night. No. And I often say this to, like, I work with with loads of colleges, and they're like, okay, we'll book you for eight o'clock on Thursday. Not a whole. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, was like eight o'clock they'll be in the stables yeah absolutely they'll be gone i was like bad idea <laughs> even during work in our wellness we got jerry hussey do you know jerry yeah hussey? yeah huge yeah. huge figure out of the thousands upon thousands of pwc maybe like you know 80 or yeah 100 yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah and he's massive yeah that's no that's so no that's that's just one example of yeah. there is loads of discouraging moments no matter i know matter how big or small you are yeah. and i've met i've been really lucky the fact that i work on with the virgin media and the six o'clock show, I I meet like loads of celebrities. Yeah. Um, they're on the show. I'm I'm the chef on the show, so I meet them throughout the show, and I hear stories from them, from these you know big names, big big names now, and it is discouraging work, like you know. Right. So you have to have thick skin. Right. And you have to be like you know this is part and parcel of of the job. Yeah. I you know I and to answer your question, I I don't mean to keep meandering from these questions. No. Is that yeah, you know. If <laughs> if you can't stick that, you know, that's Forget a huge part it. of it. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. you have to be able to just take it on the chin, go to bed, and then wake up tomorrow morning and go at it again. Yeah. And that happened with me when like we might have a week country lunch where no one buys food. Yeah. Okay, no orders this week. That's really bad. And instead of being like, I'm not doing this anymore, it's like, okay, why didn't we get any orders? Yeah. I was too busy doing XYZ. We did no marketing. Oh, it's okay. This week we'll change that. We'll do some Instagram marketing. We'll do some Facebook ads. Blah blah blah. Next week, then orders come in. Yeah. So okay, few. Thank God. 
if I had done that and three months went by and no one ordered, then I might be like, maybe this isn't working. Right. Um, but then again, Joe Wicks, remember, his, so he for weeks or months, he, you know, the fella, you know, Joe. Who, I know which, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he, I remember he told the story of him going to the park and mm. healing all his workout equipment and not per- one person showing and yeah. every single week or whatever it was, however many times a week it was. And he did that for so long and nobody showed. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, the first year of my demos, yeah. I didn't get paid. And it was like skeleton crews yeah. of people. It depends on the events. You know, it, it does depend on the events. Um, it's a blessing you did it as long as you were because it's much harder. Say we're, what, 25, 26 now. Mm. Much harder getting through that slog at this age yeah. than yeah. it is yeah. at 17. Absolutely. So that goes back to our earlier advice. Start it now, start it soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus, like, there's never, like, it's as good, it's, this is the best it's ever been. Yeah. Um, in terms of like social media and opportunity. Yes. There's so much opportunity there. I'd love to be a young entrepreneur <laughs> now starting something. You're still a young entrepreneur. You're 25. Old. But I'd love, to, I'd love to go back and be 18 and ambitious and try and find a business. Yeah. Because with the likes of Instagram and TikTok and dropshipping so and low. YouTube. Like, and, and that's like the first rule of thumb I have for people is like, where do I start? Start start an instagram page it's yeah. free all of these mediums are free to use yeah it's it's ridiculous like you can yeah. create content for free all it costs is your time yeah and if you're not willing to give your time then it's not for you yeah or that's not what you should be doing because as soon as you find what you love to do time won't be an issue no you know and and that's a really really important part of and it goes back to my college days i never counted the hours i was working and no. it was only until someone said to me he's like you know you should probably track your hours just so you know and then I was like, I don't want to because, you know, it, then it will show yeah. that I work all of the hours, but I love it. Yeah. You're I, in flow state. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. And that's Which how you the know. the biggest green flag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing something yeah. right when time is, when time is flying and it's fun. What do you think is the most important attitude to have for success and what makes you successful? I know we've touched on your work ethic, work ethic, but. What what are the important attitudes? We've we've touched on them, but mm. let's like let's summarize them. Um, attitude is everything. Yeah, attitude is everything, and like, you know, I keep kind of harping back on it because I truly think it's one of the most important parts. Is you know having a sense of purpose in it and having finding that fulfillment in it. So you know, so that's kind of the attitude you should have is that you know, do I genuinely enjoy this? Like, yeah, or am, I, am I doing this just for for Money? a show? Yeah. Am I doing it for money? Am I doing it to look good? Is it ego? Yeah. There's so many facets that you could be doing it. But is it genuinely fulfilling? Do you genuinely enjoy your work? And that's like a big thing when people ask me or people want to start a business. I'm like, you know, do you actually want to start a business? Yeah. Because it's really hard. Or do you think you just should? Yeah. Or are yeah. you just tired? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or are you taking it for a job now? <laughs> but that's it. And then like you kind of go through it like, Talk to me about your job now, like, and you know, do you like your coworkers? Like, oh yeah, I love them. You know, like, do you have, you know, good benefits there? Like, yeah, great benefits. Okay, so what if you took your salary away, took all your benefits away, all the insurances? Yeah. You might have a mortgage. You might have kids. Yeah. You might have family to feed. Yeah. Then it gets real realistic. Like, oh yeah, no, I couldn't do that. You yeah. know, I couldn't rely on myself to make sure, you know, that those bills get paid next month, which is a really 
normal way to think about it. And I've been lucky. I started young, and I've never had any major responsibilities. I didn't have a mortgage. Didn't have yes. family. Um, I didn't have uh, anything really to look after in those first years. That was, yeah. you know, they're my selfish years, and I was really selfish. And rightly so. Yeah, and you know that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Selfish is often branded as you know this really negative oh, way, no. but you need to be selfish. Absolutely. Self care. Self care needs to be selfish. You know, you Absolutely. need to take time. You need to say no. I'm I'm taking this evening off. Yeah. I'm not doing that because that won't, you know, it won't bring me any joy. I'm staying in. I'm watching. I'm eating chocolate. I'm watching Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going for a walk with my dog. Whatever it may be. You could you can take that selfish. I'm like if I didn't do that, I might come in being grumpy. So really, I'm doing it for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always a twist. Yeah. Being selfish and being self-centered are two different things. Very different. Very different. Yeah. 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 And it's when you become, breath, you know, self-awareness is a huge thing. Yes. Um, and it's again, that always comes back to and that. That's a conversation I have an awful lot. It's like, John, do you really want to be self-employed, or are you? Do you just need to figure out a different avenue in your work? You know, because some people are absolutely suited to nine to five jobs. Absolutely, and they thrive in it. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And yeah. I never encourage people to, to quit up that. And leave a job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being self-employed is great, and I don't think I could live any other way. Yeah, I don't think I'd work. I don't think stage. I'd work as a <laughs> nine to five job. Yeah, but I know loads of people that do, and they're brilliant at it. Yeah, and I need them in my business. Yeah, I love most of my accountants, um, content creators to a degree. Uh, you know, there's, there's lots of bows to my string, and a lot of those people work desk jobs, and yeah. they're crucial to me. Yeah. And I couldn't do their jobs. Yeah. So you know, everyone has a role to play, everyone has a part to play, but it's you know, do you enjoy it? Do you go home at night? Are you happy? Does it bring fulfillment? Yeah. Because if it's not, then we're wasting our time. Last question. Real. What is your mantra slash motto that you live by if you have one? And I suppose touching on that then as well, where what's happening for you in 2022? <laughs> um, I have a few. Well, I, I suppose there's a few that I've always had, and then I come across like mantras and stuff that I, I really like. Okay. I have one tattoo on my arm in the inside here, and it's what consumes your mind will control your life. And I got that years ago. And it was just this idea of like what you consume and there's loads of layers to that whether it's what you consume physically social media social media yes people yes opinions yes what you consume what uh, consumes your mind that will control your life yes so if you're consuming negative stuff always that will control the direction of your life and i got that when i was in i when i was Drunk on holidays. Yeah, no. <laughs> when I was in college. And it was because at the time, like, yeah. I just had this consumption of, you know, it was positive stuff, but it was, like, real, like, routine and discipline and purpose. Yes. And that was, you know, controlling my life. Yeah. As opposed to the really common route when someone goes to college is drinking and alcohol. And yeah. That consumes you. Or negativity to a degree. Yeah. That controls your life. Yeah. So I, got, I remember, I, I don't know where I heard it, but it, I, it always stuck with me. I and I loved it. Because, as was for me, it, it reflected me physically what you consume, bad food, that would control your life. And it controlled my life for a long time. Yeah. You know, overeating and, and or, or the opposite, eating healthier. Yeah. That controlled my life. And it got much better. Yeah. Um, when I was, you know, this self-encouragement, this positivity, when that consumes you, that controls your life. It's way better. Yeah. 
that, that was it always it um, it's funny you say that because like a variation of that quote I've really been it's been at the forefront of my mind at the moment it's mm. being very well, I'm selective with what I consume anyways but very much redirecting my world and rebuilding my world what, yeah. what, what is the point of my day yeah but I think we forget that, that we can do that though yes you know we, we absolutely can consume what we want turn off your phone if yeah. you want you can stop talking to those people if you want yes people forget that you know and, and people just get caught up in these systems and routines and yeah. that's that's what they only know yeah they just snowball down the hill yeah yeah picking yeah. up more and more snow as they go and yeah, yeah. and the second one then is live a little i love that live a little yeah yeah and I, i've needed that because and i've gotten much better at living in the last few years but before like it was just like job purpose get better improve sleep more close more more business more money everything yeah. and there was much living done whereas in the past few years i've been really really good to oh, pull away that. from that That's and live good. a little good go off you. on holidays yeah go with the lads go in don't tell people i'm gone yeah. all that kind of stuff i love it yeah and that's the balance you need in life to have yeah. a happy life yeah 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 but it all plays its part i probably can't i wouldn't be able to do this now if i didn't do what i did a while ago you know yeah I've, i'm lucky to have i'm at a point now where i can live a little yeah I, you're probably someone who needed that extra security room to yeah. create the space for living yeah a very little. much so yeah planned structured <laughs> built in living it's a little organized <laughs> chaos it's not reckless <laughs> <laughs> right i'm going on holidays tomorrow bye yeah but yeah that's that's nice it's important mm-hmm. i think that's, i think um that's a lovely note to polish off our chat on so Owen, I just want to thank you so much Anything. for giving me a huge amount of time. I will not tell anyone how long we've been recording for. <laughs> I don't know how long the podcast will be, but all I'll say is I have a lot of content here. <laughs> but yeah, thanks a million. Not a water. Everyone, um, thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.